It will destroy the Gwich'in people. It will. It will. And where there are native peoples, you're going to find enclaves of biodiversity. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, where, where the river just trickles in the northeast, the people are still singing back the salmon. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, you know, Should a culture I mean, in a sacred place be sacrificed for six months' worth of oil? In the national debate on the sustainability of Yucca Mountain as a federal nuclear waste dump, you know, the debate about, well, can we drive nuclear waste on all the roads? Because God knows there are never any accidents on the expressway. Can we drive this stuff on the expressway? Can we stick it on trains and send it over there? Oh, sure. Never mind that it's got seismic activity in it, Yucca Mountain. It has little eruptions every now and then. But in this national debate, discussion of the Western Shoshone people is absent or marginalized. Yucca Mountain's a place of worship, a place of deep cultural and spiritual significance. It is also part of the Western Shoshone territory, territory according to treaty. It belongs to the Shoshone. It's on their land. And they want to stick spent nuclear fuel into it. Why then is the debate on Native people's way of life missing from the overall Yucca Mountain debate? What? We have a phone call. We're out of time. We're out of time. Oh God! Uh, the listening well, we audience is, is like rescued by a time deadline. Well, thanks for listening. You can go to uh, let's see. I think the website is honorearth.org for honor the earth. You can see about the sorts of yeah. It's honorearth.org. You can see about the sorts of things that uh, they're doing to help people. And you can give them money, too. You can donate no, money to them. No, that'll be good. And we're on WCBN 88.3, Pandora, coming up next. And Our Wolf, I think, has an hour tribute to John Lennon, 25th um, year. That'll be good. Our Wolf show is always wonderful. Yeah. Well, if you got to listen to a John Lennon tribute, I'd pick Our Wolf. <laughs> Over the one that they'll probably do on CNN, for example. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's said Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay Good evening, it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike, and there are a few things that are true. This is the 25th anniversary of the day John Lennon died, and this is also a food show, and John Lennon had a sense of humor. So I'm not going to play a tape loop of Imagine for the next half hour, but I will try to remember John Lennon in this way by talking about something that's happening this weekend that John Lennon would probably appreciate and well, I think anybody would appreciate this. Is I'm going to talk about food gatherers. This is a group that gathers food for people around the area, and there's always a lot of good people gathering cans of food and distributing them to the needy, but food gatherers takes it to the next level and the next and the next and the next and the next. So now the, the people of food gatherers are, good, are taking their largest food drive on the road right now. They're at various bushes, stores, gathering food 
for people so that they can store it up through the winter, people who need the food in this area. Lots of bushes stores around the area and lots of food gatherers, people are there gathering food. And so we are here at WCBN. They are there gathering food. We can't actually have them in the studio when they're there and I'm here, but maybe we can do a little bit of hologramic uh, action here with some frantic sounds of typewriting, and maybe we can create a hologram right now. What we're going to do is we're going to hologramically create uh, Chris McMullen of Food Gatherers, and we're going to have a hologramic discussion with her. So put on your uh, put on your hologramic hoods and, and, and just see if we can work with that now. I've got my virtual reality cap on. I look kind of like a dork, but nevertheless, this is radio, so you can't see it. Okay, here we go. This is uh, Chris McMullen. Let's see if we can get the hologram of her going. This is Lynn Jay. Oh, that's... Uh, that was Lin Jay. Okay, Lin Jay was the uh, former host of Pandora's Lunchbox. He was one of the founders of the Pandora's Lunchbox Collective, but he's not Chris McMullen of Food Gathers. Let me give it one more shot here and see if we can get Chris McMullen. And uh, let's see. Uh, let me try that. This Lin Jay. Okay, that's obviously Lin Jay. Lin Jay. Um, you uh, said about... I'm sorry. You know, Lin Jay, the thing is... Listening. Uh, listen, uh, Lin Jay, you're, you're a hologram, okay? I have no idea what you're talking about. This isn't really uh, working out, folks, but I think we can get this happening here. Let's see if we can get uh, some sounds of... An airport. This hologram thing really isn't working too well, but okay. We're here at, let's just move along. We're here at uh, Food Gatherers International Airport. Yeah. Okay. Food Gatherers International Airport. And okay, let me just get the hologram going here, frantically typing on the typewriter and see if we can get Chris McMullen of Food Gatherers. Let's see if we can do this here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Chris McMullen. I'm the development director for Food Gatherers. Okay, we're out of food. A good start here. Here we go. Let me just, uh, Stand here in the lobby of the Food Gatherers National, International, sorry, Airport, and let's hear what uh, Chris can tell us about Food Gatherers. Could you tell us a little bit about Food Gatherers? Well, Food Gatherers is a local nonprofit that's dedicated to alleviating, alleviating hunger in our community and addressing its causes as well. So uh, we spend our days gathering food and distributing it to about 150 nonprofit programs throughout Washtenaw County. Uh, every day we deliver about three and a half tons of food throughout the county. And you uh, drive around the county with uh, trucks that have pictures of large carrots on them, right? <laughs> Great yeah. big carrots. The carrot is sort of our mascot vegetable. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, yep, a lot of orange around our building. Mm-hmm. So a lot of restaurants that have food that they might otherwise throw away, you can gather, right? Yeah. Exactly. We uh, gather about... Eighty percent of the food that we gather and distribute actually comes from local food businesses, which is really quite dramatic. Um, most of the statistics for um, sister and brother food gathering organizations is not quite that high. So it really speaks to the generosity and goodwill of the food businesses in our community, which, of course, we know there are many of them, mm-hmm. and and it shows up. And also, some of that food comes as well from um, uh, just many many food drives that are put on by individuals, groups, companies uh, throughout the year. So that's included in that 80% as well. Okay. And uh, what are some of the criteria for a store, not a, well, I guess a store, or a farm or a restaurant to provide food to you? What's the criteria? Well, of course, we, we are governed, uh, or not governed, but we have to adhere to, obviously, health department regulations. Um, and so we gather food um, from restaurants, grocery stores, uh, any kind of food business. And there's, there's different criteria. But as one example, let's say you were an organization that was holding a, a large fundraiser and you had 
lots and lots of food left over, which has happened to me before in the past. Um, that food can be given to food gatherers, for example, as long as the food that you're giving us has not been served from. That's one, that's one example of a criteria. Okay. Um, if the food has been opened and people have been picking at it or you've been serving from it, we obviously can't do that because we want to protect um, the folks that are getting the food from, from any sort of uh, possibility of, of illness. And luckily in our history, we've never had any anything like that. We're very, very careful with how we handle food. In fact, we're sort of well known in, in, in our in our. Um, Nonprofit circle as as doing going going the extra mile and being very very careful with how we handle our food because we don't want anyone to get sick. <laughs> right. So what what sort of food do you gather? I mean, you gather a whole variety of. Oh types yeah. Of food, don't you? Um, well, of course we we really like to promote um, perishable food as far as fruit, fruits and vegetables and things like that, meat and dairy. However, what, what probably we're best known for collecting are uh, things that are non-perishable. Um, but because now that we've moved into our new warehouse, we now have the ability to, to take in more of that perishable product and, and get it out to the different nonprofits that we serve, which is important. You know, we're about whole, wholesome, healthy, nutritious food. And so we're really pleased that we, can now, that we now have the space uh, to take in all of that kind of good, healthy, fresh produce as well, too. But we, you know, we accept pretty much anything as long as it's not expired and, and, uh, and uh, has not been served from that sort of thing because it can all be put to good use. Okay, we're here at Food Gatherers International Import where I'm talking to import. Yes, we're importing Food Gatherers Internationally to the WCBN studio where I'm talking to Chris McMullen holographically, hologramically, and grammatically incorrectly. Uh, looking at Food Gatherers, which is a worthy organization around town that brings food to people who need it, and as I was mentioning before, many organizations are doing that worthy work, but Food Gatherers goes even further, collecting food from restaurants and other sources that might otherwise be thrown away and bringing it to the needy. So we're going to take another moment and uh, listen again to what Heather, no, that is actually Chris McMullen, has to say at Food Gatherers. We have about, all told, in all the various and sundry areas that we use volunteers, we have about 3,500 volunteers that help out uh, throughout the year, which is, is pretty impressive as well. It's a small town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 a, it's an organization that can use people's help, and luckily we, we got people's help, and we're really proud of that. And just for perspective, I just love this fact. How many pounds of food do you move every year, would you say, or pick up or rescue? Well, you know, uh, before our move into our new 16,550-foot square <laughs> warehouse, Approximately. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we moved about 2 million um, a year. And now our goal in the, in the new year was to, to reach 3 million, and we are almost there. 3 million pounds yeah. of food a year rescued yeah. by food gatherers. Yeah. A lot of volunteers and a lot of yep. people coming together. Mm-hmm. That's great. So Food Gatherers, the phone number is... 761-2796. I told you about strawberry fields. Well, here's a place you know just as real. It's just another place you can go. Everything glows. Looking through the 
Yes, yeah, so that's Glass Onion, Onion, Glass Onion, as John Lennon originally intended to be released, or maybe not. But this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and that's a song about food. And we were talking a moment ago about food gatherers and also food nutrition. I want to mention something, a report that just came out this week. A report Congress asked for says that food marketers are to be taken to task over their role in the growing problem of childhood obesity in the U.S. The report hits hardest at television advertising. I should say this is actually reading from MarketWatch.com. The report hits hardest at TV advertising, which it says strongly influences what kids under 12 request and eat. Those junk food pitches increase children's risk of long-term health problems, the study contends. The report was written by a committee of 16 people in disciplines from advertising to psychology to pediatrics were chosen by the Institute of Medicine, acting at the behest of the Centers for Disease Control, sorry, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Images of friendly cartoon characters such as Nickelodeon's Dora the Explorer and SpongeBob SquarePants on food packages should be reserved for more nutritious food rather than for promoting items high on calories, fat, salt, and added sugars, the panel advised. The recommendation with the biggest teeth, however, so to speak, calls for the industry to market more nutritious fare during children's broadcast and cable TV programming and for Congress to enact legislation if self-regulation fails after two years. Government oversight would be a last but necessary resort because as much as 97% of food marketing during kids' shows is for products high in calories and low in nutrients, according to Michael McGinnis, who is the senior scholar at the IOM and chair of the committee. And the study comes just as a showdown between the Center for Science and the Public Interest and the American Beverage Association looms. The Beverage Trade Group, in a bid to avert efforts to remove vending machines from schools, released a study last week showing that student purchases per student purchases of full-calorie sodas fell 24% from 2002 to 2004, while sales of other types of beverages, such as water and diet sodas, increased. It's all out there. It's all happening. And there's a lot that can be asked about that issue. You know, for instance, should lyrics be, you know, restricted because they might influence children to do things... It's, it's all very, very challenging, very, very puzzling. But this is some of the latest food news. You're listening to Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're here right now to commemorate something very important. This is the 
fourth, fifth, sorry, anniversary of John Lennon's passing. And we're going to commemorate that not by talking about John Lennon nonstop, but by talking about food and its importance and nutrition. And this, this is a song recorded in northern Ghana, actually. This is a Dagarti festival song, which is a tribute to farmers. Let's hear that right now. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and that is music from northern Ghana in Africa, naturally. That is a song in dedication to the farmers in northern Ghana. And you can hear the xylophone in that recording. The xylophone, it says here in this wonderful recording, is central in all life events, from weddings, funerals, work, and recreational situations to cult events. And anybody who puts importance to the xylophone is good enough for me. This is from a collection called Harvest Song, on the Musical Expeditions label, or is it from the Ellipsis Arts label? It's kind of hard to say. It looks like a Musical expedition series on the Ellipsis Arts label. Okay. In just about ten minutes, it is Face the Music with Arwolf. Arwolf will be here to help you face the music in just a little over ten minutes, and he's going to be doing a tribute to John Lennon on this day. In the meantime, there are John Lennon exhibitions around. There is one going on in Ann Arbor tonight, 
And I hear that there's a lot of snow coming. I don't know if it's actually falling yet. But nonetheless, starting today and going through Sunday, there is an exhibition of artwork by John Lennon. It says here on the flyer, Yoko Ono invites you to listen to the artwork of John Lennon. And it'll be rare original drawings from 1965 to 1980. And yes, there will probably be price tags on them, but you can look at them. This is going to be starting this evening and continuing this evening through 9 o'clock, and then there will be hours as well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And this is going to be at 217 North Main Street on the corner of Miller and Main. And you can get directions at uh, 668-7112. And so we'd like to take another moment to talk about and listen to the music of John Lennon. But first of all, let's hear some more music from this wonderful collection here. This is from the ellipsis arts label and this is about what we've been talking about which is food gatherers gathering food for the needy and right now we're going to hear mississippi john hurt singing the blue harvest blues standing on the mountain words i can see Standing on the mountain just as far as I can see. Dark clouds above me, clouds all around for me. Feeling low and weary, Lord, I've got trouble in mind. Feeling low and weary, Lord, I've got a trouble in mind. Everything's against me, every boy is so unkind. Harvest time's coming and will catch me unprepared. Harvest time's coming and will catch me unprepared. Haven't made a dollar bed, luck is all I've had. Lord, how can I bear it? Lord, will the harvest bring? Lord, how can I bear it, Lord? What will the harvest bring? Burn up all my money and I even got a doggone thing. I'm a weary traveler roaming round from place to place. I'm a weary traveler roaming round from place to place. If I don't find something, death will end me in the trees. Ain't got no mother, father left me long ago. Ain't got no mother, father left me long ago. I'm just like an orphan where my folks is, I don't know. Blues around my shoulder, blues are all around my head. Blues around my shoulder, blues are all around my head. With my heavy burden, Lord, I wish I was dead. 
That's Mississippi John Hurt and Blue Harvest Blues on Pandora's Lunchbox. And something you can do to help people prevent having a blue harvest is to give to food gatherers to find out about food gatherers. Food gatherers in Washtenaw County is having their largest food drive of the year right now at various Bush's stores. And if you want to just give to them without dealing with a store or a company or such, you can call them at 761-2796 and find out how you can help food gatherers. You can bring your non-perishable donations to Bushes on Main Street, and you can find out more about that at foodgatherers.org. You can find out much more about the organization. Once again, we just mention a large company because this is in conjunction with a very important thing that Food Gatherers is doing. We don't really advertise as such, but we do want you to know what Food Gatherers is up to. So, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. Continues to be for just a few more minutes. Arbuff is getting ready to help you face the music. But I want to mention a little bit more about John Lennon here. And this being the 25th anniversary of John Lennon's death. And we wanted to mention to you once again that there is an exhibition of his work, that he his original drawings from 1965 to 1980, and that is at 217 North Main Street. And something else that caught my interest as we are here at the, once again, at the uh, Food Gatherers International Airport here. One of the other things that caught my interest here was to learn that in Florida, you can actually purchase a license plate uh, with the image Imagine on it, the words Imagine on it, and an image of John Lennon drawn by John Lennon that is actually on the license plate. And you can order that if you are a Florida resident. And it says here, a new specialty plate, this is relatively new, commemorates the late John Lennon's 65th birthday with proceeds from the sale of the plates going to the Florida Association of Food Banks. The plate bears the image of a John Lennon self-portrait authorized by his family, and you can go to imagineplate.com, that's imagineplate.com, to find out about that. And one more thing I'd like to mention... The Great American Eggnog Festival continues. That consists of two one-act plays, The Santa Land Diaries, and that's David Sedaris's memoir about working as a Santa's elf at Macy's. This will be performed by local performers. And Jesus Cake, Fat Pants, and the Theory of Relativity, created by cast members of the Blackbird Theater. It is a fundraiser for Blackbird Theater. They're trying to get their own thing going there. That's at 1600 Pauline, and it's actually going on tonight at 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, this Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. You can find out more about the Blackbird Theater and their Great American Eggnog Festival by calling 332-3848. That's area code 734-332-3848. Well, I've been Mike for about a half an hour now. Thank you for tuning in. Arwolf will be here in just a moment. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, remembering John Lennon. Could you tell us a little bit about food gatherers? Okay, that was that was the, the hologram machine malfunctioning again. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and sometimes you have those moments when you just have to babble for a while until you figure out exactly what's going on, and then you realize that you probably have the wrong information about what you're planning to do. Let's hit this CD and see what happens, shall we? Whoa!
life that it was inevitable that you would split up? Uh, I wouldn't, no. no. It's like anyone? saying, you know, yeah. did you remember falling in love? Not quite. Yeah. No. When you grow up, you know. We don't want to be the crazy gang, which they might know over here, which is British, or the Marx Brothers, which is sort of being dragged on stage playing She Loves You when we've got, you know, asthma and tuberculosis and when we're 50, you know. Here they are again, yesterday, oh my God. <laughs> So I, a long time ago I said that uh, I didn't want to be singing She Loves You When I'm 30. I said that when I was about 25 or something, which in a round...